Happy Monday, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. For those of you who are new here, my name is Sammy Beatrice. I'm your host, as well as the founder and CEO of the Your Passion Agency. And I'm also a sophomore at the San Diego State University. I come on every single week and chat about a different lifestyle tip, topic, and just ways to help you find your passion and really just improve your life a little bit more. Um, We bring on guests and we have solo episodes and it's just a fun time all around. I hope you guys have been having a great March. I cannot believe it is almost over. It feels like it literally just started. 2021 is flying by. But for me, March is a really good month so far. I mean, for me, it was really about habits and just sort of getting back into routine of some things. I joined a gym and I you know, started like simplifying my morning routine. I cleaned out my room in the beginning of the month and really just started focusing on some businessy stuff like and honing in on exactly what I wanted to do and things that will actually move the needle forward and not just like, you know, mundane or not mundane, but more of like tasks that don't move you forward and you're just doing them for no reason. And so everything is sort of feeling nice and and groovy at this point in time but I I feel like there's a lot of just like emotions coming up for me because I'm still working through a lot and especially now that we've been in this whole you know COVID situation for pretty much a year now it's like I want to socialize more I want to be able to go to class every single day and like those things aren't happening right now and it's harder it's getting harder and harder to cope with them because I know there may not be sort of like an end to this situation and and things are yes they're going to get better but they're never going to be the same and that's something that I'm sort of like having to realize just for a multitude of different reasons but I think that a lot of what our guest this week has to say really has helped me to become in lighter spirits and like be able to just think about what's going on in my life currently and say this is going well this is going well and this is going well and to bask in that joy we talk a lot about joy and we really talk a lot about passion I mean I guess this week is Linda and she is such a beacon of light and I'm really really excited for you guys to listen to this episode because the minute after we, I hit end on the recording, I told her, I was like, I am so moved by you. And I told her, I was like, I literally am tearing up right now because I was just in awe of the light that she brings into your life. And you'll feel lighter and you'll feel happier. And just, I don't know, it's just a beautiful, beautiful episode. And I'm so excited for you to tune in. But if you love this episode. If you think someone can benefit from it, please text it to a friend. Literally hit share in the podcast app and hit messages and text it to a friend. Tell them why they need to listen to it. As well, be sure to screenshot it and post on your Instagram story. Tell your following about it because this one is a really, really good one. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine to five, 
find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life even when you feel you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I have a treat for you here today. I have on Alinda, who is a business owner, speaker, author, and a bunch of other things. And she is just hot in the person development field right now. And so I'm so excited to welcome Linda to the show. So Linda, welcome. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. Can you just tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and just dive into your journey to get to this point? You know, it seems like it would be a really easy question. Like simple questions like, what do you do? Where do you live? <laughs> you know, those should be easy questions. So yes, I am the things that you shared, a speaker and a business owner. And really, I would say I'm a champion for women and people. I just genuinely love people. And I think that that's where my journey starts, to be honest. When I graduated from college, I studied English literature. And I joke around that when I graduated, I realized very quickly the world did not need experts in Shakespeare, much to my surprise. (laughs) Yeah, I found myself in a unique position where all of a sudden now I'm like, okay, so I have to pay rent and I have to buy gas and I have to do all of the things that you do when you're an adult and you graduate from college. And I fell into sales. Mm -hmm. Literally, I wanted to have a lot of flexibility because at the time I had an agent, I speak Spanish fluently. And so somewhere along the line, someone said I should do Spanish commercials. You know, I wanted flexibility. I got a commission only sales job. And ended up having a lot of success, which led me to another job that was sales, primarily sales, had a lot of success. And when I was about 26 or 27, Mm -hmm. not intentionally, but I reached some record with the company that I had the most amount of new accounts. And so here I was 27 years old, they flew me to Minneapolis. And they said, we want you to train the new people on what you did and how you did it. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I found myself at a very young age in front of an auditorium of about 400 people. And I would say 380 of them were men. (laughs) And I was a young woman for the first time. And I knew that they probably wanted me to talk about sales strategy or overcoming objections or negotiation tactics or some of the typical sales training that people had gone through, especially back then. And I didn't. I said, you guys have me here because you want to know why I was successful. And I will tell you, it's because I genuinely love people. And when I would go into what would be a new account, I figured they were just friends. I hadn't met them yet, but I knew I was going to love them eventually. So I just started out with a very positive attitude towards them and built rapport fairly quickly and thought about what they would need, like how I could genuinely help them, not what I could get. Mm -hmm. And probably that was the first time that I shared conceptually, just open your mouth and your heart at the same time. I feel like I've been teaching it for 30 years, but it's not always easy for people to do. 
So that really was the beginning part of my journey. It was like I owned my own business because it was commission only or I was an independent consultant. Those were the first steps to a very long journey. (laughs) I'll share one other little piece. The most pivotal was I went to a training. I invested in myself, which I think is a really important thing for people to do. And I went to a training that was like leadership development and team building. And by this time now, I think I was in my 30s. Yeah, I was in my early, early 30s. And every single thing that that gentleman was talking about made sense to me. And I sent him an email thanking him for the day. It was like a two-day event. He thanked me for the email and we started a conversation and I ended up being mentored by him. And he was at the time teaching the number one team building event in the nation. And so that's when I started teaching and becoming a speaker and doing personal development. He kind of passed the baton to me. I actually was just texting him this last weekend. His influence has been enormous in my life. And so that was a very pivotal moment. I love that so much. I think, you know, just to touch on that for a second, like, I know for me, like mentors have been like the key thing in my life to getting to where I am. Like I'm, you know, 19, but I run my own agency. I run a podcast that I've had for two years and I'm doing just all these different things because of people who have sort of shown me the way, people who have shown me that it's possible to do things, you know, at any age. And so I find that so inspirational, but I want to know, like, what are some of the lessons, like you had that commission only job. What are some of the lessons that you learned from that job? Well, you just used the word. You just used the word and the lesson is possible. Yeah. You know, anytime I have, whether it's a speaking engagement or an online course or any training that I ever do, I invite people at the very, very beginning to just, if you don't believe this, I'm inviting you for just this short period of time to hold this one belief that is that anything is possible. Mm -hmm. And I really think that if you start out with that belief, you're ahead of the game. So you just used that word. And as you did, I literally got goosebumps. I'll tell you, I literally got goosebumps. I'm inclined, just so you know, I'm inclined to call you honey. I call everybody honey. Even the VP of our company, I call honey. So I almost said, you gave me goosebumps, honey, because you really did. When I heard that word possible come out of your mouth, that's the starting point for so much is just believing that anything is possible. And if it's true for somebody else, that means it's true for us. It's true for you. What are some of like the things like say someone comes to you and they're like, you know what? I just don't think that's true. I hear you say it all the time, but I just don't think that is true. What are some of the tips you would give them in terms of unblocking themselves from seeing that possibility? Very first thing that comes to my mind is to say, I understand how you feel because we all have beliefs that We may have doubt about something else or we we all have that. So I would say to somebody, if they said, I don't believe that's true, that anything's possible, I would say, I understand how you could feel that way. And there's clearly, if we, I don't know how tall you are, but I'm five, nine. So if someone said anything is possible and I said, well, yeah, I'm five, nine, I'm not going to be seven feet tall. Okay. We could figure it out. They'd have an operation. They would insert bones. I would wear high heels somehow or another. I could be, but that's not the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. When I say anything is possible, is anything that you set your mind to, 
I believe that if you have an idea, you wouldn't be given it unless you were going to be given all the resources that you needed to make that idea come true. So, but if somebody said they don't believe that to be true, they don't think something is possible or everything is possible, I would say, is there anything that you've believed in the past that proved to be incorrect? Mm. Probably the easiest one that everyone says is there was years and years and millions of people that lived their life thinking the world was flat. They were scared that if they walked too far, they'd fall off the cliff. So there's decades and decades of people who lived in that fear and it was wrong. Mm. So I would just invite people to reflect on something that they believed that turned out to be untrue. Yeah. And if that's untrue, then maybe their belief about everything being possible is untrue. Yeah, exactly. And my mentor always says, she goes, every time you think that you can't survive something or you can't do something, like you did it because you're here right now. And it's just, every time I hear it, it just shifts my mindset of like, yeah, like actually I can do the things I can move forward because like, if I've done it before, I can most likely do it again. You know, it's not like anything changed really. And so I think it just, it's so powerful because especially now where it's like, oh, but like we're in a pandemic, so I can't do X, I can't do Y. It's like, you can find a way to do certain things. Yes, you may not be able to go out and like see your friends like you used to, but like there's still other ways to maneuver around the ultimate goal of what you want to do. It's just such a powerful point. I want to touch on joy a little bit. I know you talk about it a lot. I first want to ask you what's your personal definition of joy, just like what's your perspective definition of it? Well, you're just full of giving me goosebumps today. I'm just going to tell you like just that question because I just redid my website and the platform of heroic joy is something that wasn't there literally a week ago. And now I have my definition of joy on there. Mm -hmm. And when we think of the word joy, I think people think of it as a feeling or an emotion like happy or blissful. And my definition is not only feeling something, it's being something. Mm -hmm. And so for me, joy is feeling love and being love. It's feeling gratitude and being grateful. It's feeling happy and being happy because the emotions, positive emotions, I know it's not everybody has ease in expressing their emotions, but especially positive emotions. If we don't live them out, if we aren't acting on love, on gratitude, if we're not acting on happiness, are we really happy? Yeah. Are we really grateful? If we feel grateful, but we don't tell the person, thank you. <laughs> like, so for me, joy is the combination of feeling something and being it. And it's a whole list. It's gratitude, it's happiness, it's love and compassion and generosity. I feel like joy is like any positive emotion you could have all bundled into that word. Yeah. You know, years ago, I was like, oh, I just wish I was happy. Oh, I just, whatever. But now it's like, I just want to have some joy in my life. Like, I just want to do things that bring me joy. That way I can feel joy to give joy to others, you know? And it's like, it's so crazy how 
things change like that and you find a different sort of perspective on your life just from looking at it in a different way. What are the things you do in your everyday like bring you joy? How do you find joy every day? Well, it's really funny because I'm literally doing a webinar. Is it a webinar? No, it's a Zoom thing, like a Zoom meeting. I'm doing a Zoom meeting tomorrow on what you just asked. And it comes down to, I mean, there's a lot of different answers, obviously, but it comes down to recognizing that we each have unique and individual natural gifts. And then we have skills that we learn and we develop. Our unique natural gifts, when we are using them, we experience joy. You have a natural gift in building rapport quickly. I'm getting the good fortune of seeing you. I don't know if this podcast is just audio or if it's video or what, but I have the good fortune of seeing your smile. Mm -hmm. I can feel your presence. My guess is that you being present, building rapport, and having ease in communication, those probably feels natural for you. Yeah. And it probably brings you joy when you get to do that. Yeah. So our natural gifts bring us joy. And so one of the things I encourage people to do is we can't always build a livelihood on our natural gifts, oftentimes not right out the gate, but that would be my hope for every human being. If you can blend your livelihood with something that is a natural gift. One of my really good friends from high school is a very well-known landscape architect, like does the gardens and the outdoor eating areas for Oprah and Ellen and, you know, like all of these beautiful homes. And from the time he was young, he loved being in the garden. Literally, I can't keep a plant alive, not one of my natural gifts. (laughs) So whatever those are, That brings us a lot of joy. And the thing I'm doing, ironically, that you're asking me this, that I'm doing tomorrow night, is just this complimentary thing where I did a speaking event this weekend and it was a topic that came up. So I decided to just do it. And the whole point of it is to help people discover what their natural gifts are, Mm -hmm. because sometimes the things that come the most natural to us, we don't apply value to. We don't think it must be really good or important or high value if it feels so easy. So it's a great question. And I would say experiencing joy, there's a lot of different ways, but one of the ways is owning your natural gifts and finding a way to use them in some way, shape or form in the service of others. Yeah, exactly. One of my friends actually just like the other day just started an Etsy shop for all of her, like her little stickers and stuff. She texted me and she's like, hey, like, do you want like an SDSU sticker or whatever? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I got it. And it's literally so good. I actually can show you it's right here. And I was like, do you even sell these? And she was like, no, I don't. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Definitely should. And then so basically I was like, you are so good at this. Like, why don't you give it to the world? And she's like, I don't know. I just didn't think that I was that good. And I was like, no, like you are. For me, I'm so lucky that a lot of the things that come naturally to me, I can sort of move into like a career like a job or something like yeah. that. but I know for others it's, it's not that way I want to know from you what would you say to that person who is like I don't feel like anything that I have in my life I'm really good at you know I just feel like I'm okay at everything 
I would say, I understand how you feel, but in this case, you happen to be wrong because everybody has natural gifts. You just haven't discovered it yet. Mm -hmm. And so I would say to that person, there's a really good chance that you haven't discovered what the natural gift is, or if you have, you haven't been able to correlate the value of it to think that if I do this, that it's of value. Mm. And unfortunately, I don't think that's something that's taught. It's one of the reasons I work with younger women, like basically 18 to 35, even though I'm not (laughs) 35. (laughs) But most of the time people tell me they don't think that I'm 56. I'm 56. Can't even tell. Can't even tell. Someone was like, you know, you can get that senior discount if you're 55 and older. And I was like, I didn't even just hear what you just said. I I didn't even hear that. It's not worth it to me right now to save any amount of money to capitalize on that. Because in my mind, I'm 35. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. No, and I think honestly, it's like, I feel such a need to show people that like they have a gift and talent to them because I, found mine so young like I started what then was my dream job at 12 years old you know and from there obviously it's not the same job or you know dream job I have now it evolved into what I'm doing right now and so whether they're 12 or whether they're you know 26 like I just still feel the need to show people how to find their whatever it's dream job or dream whatever it is because that's what's important in life. That's the reason that this podcast is called Fashion Your Passion, because I'm here to help others find their passion, the thing that brings them the most joy in life. Because a million percent. Yeah. To, because to circle back to the beginning, like it is possible to find that thing. It's out there and you just got to do some soul searching and just find it, you know? Yeah. I'm working with a young woman and we were talking about her affirmations and goals and stuff. And she said she's nervous about her passion career. And she has a career that she has to do right now. She has a full-time job, but she has, she calls it her passion career. And so in the nooks and crannies of her life and on the weekends, she's trying to pour fuel into that. And she said she was worried about it. And I said, well, what are you worried about? Like, why does it feel like you're worried She's like, well, because I don't really have a whole lot of clarity about it. She wanted to put a box around what it is. I was like, well, it could be more than one thing. We're so accustomed to having these labels. It's like, oh, I'm a this or I'm a that. And I think what people are recognizing, hopefully, is that we're dimensional. You know, we're multifaceted. We are more than one thing. And I think as women, especially um, we have an ability that to really see people for who they are. And there's always more than meets the eye. And if you start out that way, recognizing that there's more than meets the eye, it makes it easy to help see the possibility in other people, what it just sounds like, what you do quite a bit, which is really awesome. Thank you. Honestly, it's a lot of fun, you know, like just like being with other people and seeing them shine in some way. It's a lot of fun, you know. Before we roll into the final question, um, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on the web and on social and all that fun stuff like that. My website, lindacormier.com. So I spell my name with a Y, L-Y-N-D-A, Cormier, C-O-R-M-I-E-R.com. And people email me from there a lot or 
there's um, some new things that you can put your email address in and you'll receive a list of really amazing questions to help discover that joy. Or on Instagram, you said you saw my Instagram. I'm so excited. I'm working with some amazing younger women (laughs) who are helping me with Instagram. So Instagram, same thing, just my name. All of her links will be down below. So go check it out in the show notes below. And then for the final question of the podcast, which is the question that I ask every single guest who has ever been on, So based off the title of the podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off how you have fashioned your passion? Trust. Find your voice and trust it. Okay, third goosebump moment. Every single person has this amazing, unique thing. And the world misses it, I think. The universe misses it when we don't step into it. And it's our greatest privilege and our responsibility to step into that potential, to that passion, because the passion is always connected to your natural gifts. So I would say just trust that. There's a few things that literally pain me when I work with, I work with men, a few good men, a lot of women, (laughs) but it literally pains me that they don't trust themselves. They don't trust their passions, their purpose, their gifts, the confidence that what they want to bring out into the world is required. It's needed. You know, one of the things I teach all the time is that your brain will lie to you, but your soul never will. And so when your heart and soul are calling you to do something, listen to that message. Don't listen to your brain that's telling you you can't. Mm -hmm. Thinking is so overrated. People don't trust themselves because they just think too much. So that would be my advice to fashion your passion with trust. I love that so much. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a powerful conversation. I truly, truly am moved by this. I'm just on a different level. For those of you listening, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and post a screenshot of you listening to this episode on your Instagram story and Todd, both Linda and I, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.